as I said to you, we have beautiful music here. Patrick, Magdalena, Kathy, thank you so very, very much for doing that. So, I mean, several weeks ago, months ago, actually, Patrick came to me one day and he said, Stephanie, you know, God, you work so hard, so hard, and Lent is such a busy season for pastors anyway, why don't we do something musically that will largely take the place of the sermon and you can have an easier Sunday? And he said, you know, I, I tell you what, I've got this piece I can do and all you'll really need to do is just, I mean, just a couple of minutes on Abraham and Isaac and the intent of God, why he would want to, you know, have Abraham murder his son as a pledge of allegiance and love. I mean, just, if you could work that out, we'll, we'll do the bulk of the work. Um, and I was like, that sounds great, Patrick. I mean, five minutes tops, I'll be in and out, thank you. Ah, oh, yes. So as we move through this Lenten season in which we daily are preparing to draw closer and closer to the mystery of Easter, it seems only appropriate that we might explore the motif of sacrifice. We know that sacrifices of all sorts were customary in the Jewish faith, one in which Jesus came from, but it also seems that this motif of sacrifice has permeated our faith tradition as Christians as well. And yet when you really look at it, it's awfully hard to wrap your mind around. I mean, why, why would God need a sacrifice? Is that really even in the nature of God? Does God need sacrifice or have we misunderstood these stories and made unnecessary idols out of them? So my super short and easy answer to the questions that are posed goes, I don't know. But we lean into tough questions here. And sometimes the difficult questions that we ask don't have easy answers, and answers sometimes that in fact stump us. I find relatively few people who actually preach on the story of Abraham and Isaac, I find even fewer of those sermons that I want to believe. So I'm a little stuck this morning. For me, today is about faith, yours and mine. And let me say from the beginning, you don't have to agree with my understanding of this story or the ideas of sacrifice for me to love you and be your pastor. What I'm going to share with you is not heretical. There are many accepted theological positions that don't get a lot of attention because they are a minority viewpoint, but that does not make them potentially any less true. What I share with you today, I believe, can best be classified as a Franciscan perspective on the nature of salvation and sacrifice and atonement. My faith hangs on two things. One, that God is love, 1 John 4, 18. And two, that Jesus is God's word in the flesh. Not scripture, but Jesus, according to John chapter 1. In Jesus, I see someone who demonstrates divine love and absolute unwillingness to turn towards violence, even in the face of death. So if these are my fundamental understandings of God and Jesus, then anything, including scripture, 
that seems to go against God being completely loving and completely nonviolent, I must question. Because Scripture tells us we are to love God, follow Jesus, and study Scripture, not the other way around. First, it's important to know that these events, the story of Abraham and Isaac, happened thousands of years before Jesus. And at that time, virtually on every continent, human sacrifice was an understood way to appease an angry God or to control God in order to get something that you wanted. Part of what we are meant to see in our sacred text, our biblical text, is a process of maturation, evidence of earlier understandings that over time grow, they develop, they become more full. Sometimes they, in fact, change because the process is continually evolving. And matter of fact, it's not meant to stop just when you finish the end of Revelation. We continue to evolve and change and grow. Many have argued that Abraham and Isaac, this event, is in fact the precursor to Jesus' death on the cross. I think looking at both in many ways helps us to reframe them simultaneously in a more whole and healthy way. Franciscan theology understands that Jesus did not, in fact, come to die for our sins. We did not need a blood sacrifice in order for God to love us. That is held over from a more ancient time with a less holistic understanding of God. God didn't need Abraham to prove his love by offering his only son in order to be loved and chosen by God. God is love. From the initial creation of all, God does, all God does, is love. All God does is love what God has created. So therefore, we ask, is this text loving? No. Is this text nonviolent, as evidenced by what God is? No. Therefore, we must continue to look deeper and, and search for a different answer. Neither Jesus nor Isaac came to offer themselves up to a violent death in order to change God's understanding or feelings about them or us. God has only ever felt love, and nothing we can ever do will change God feeling love directed towards us. Instead, what if, what if these stories are hoping to change our minds about God? What if both Isaac and Jesus showing unwavering love and nonviolence in the face of violence towards them was meant to help us see they, in fact, are modeling the way of God? What if this was never about testing our faith or needing an atonement for our sins, but instead, in the face of tragedy, violence, and death, we are shown how to live connected to the flow of nonviolent love that forgives, that loves, that releases others into divine grace? What if God never intended nor wanted a sacrifice? What if all along it has been us that have turned to violence? 
justifying it by saying, God made me do it. God needed it to be done. When in fact, the divine is always unwilling to use violence in order to get us to stop violence. Instead, God relies on our slow, slow, slow awakening to the presence of love. I don't know a lot about passages like this. They're really difficult. But I am convinced that God loves us in spite of our failings and that God never invites us to harm anyone or anything. Yet God will be with us in the midst of our violence until we learn a better way, a more gentle and loving way. There is always a ram in the bushes. Not a ram to sacrifice on an altar for the forgiveness of your sin, but a ram to lead you away from harm and destruction and into greater love. Thanks be to God for the unfailing love that does not want nor need any one of our sacrifices. Amen.